are back. Another episode of the Destination Polaris podcast. I'm Alexa Score here with Jared Christie. Jared, how you doing this morning? I'm having fun with these, I'll be honest with you. It's very cool to, for us to sit around and chat about riding and off-roading, but it's also very cool for us to have guests on the show yes. and listen to what they're up to and what they're doing. It's it's a good time. Yeah, definitely. You know, Usually we're hands-on, kind of out out in the field doing stuff, but now we just kind of get to sit back and relax and chat with people and, and go a little bit more off the cuff versus you know, formal interview or put your feet up. Yeah, yeah totally. there you go. Absolutely. Today, we have a couple special guests from Polaris Ride Command. That's right. We have got Matt Schiller, who is the digital product leader, and Joe Nuxall, who is the director of digital product design. Welcome, guys. Hello. Great uh, to be here. Really great to be here. I'm actually a massive fan of the show. I've watched every episode. This is a pretty huge honor to be able to sit with you guys and talk about this stuff. Well, I love that. Well, then we have to ask, favorite destination? Ooh, on the spot already, Joe. Oh, yeah. I mean, he <laughs> threw it out. He, he put did. himself out there. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I live in California, so I run the Silicon Valley group. So the, the places that I run, you know, down like when you guys do trips with Rugged Radio down there, that sort of local stomping ground, and then Glamis stuff is my cool. absolute favorite. Yeah. I'm a big dunes, big speed, big air kind of guy. Last episode, we actually talked with Greg Cottrell from Rugged Radio. So you're right yeah. right on point. Very, very cool areas. We were talking about Pismo Beach and, and kind of that whole area. So super special stuff. Yeah, fun riding for sure. So tell us kind of what you guys do. What's your day-to-day -day then? You guys work for Ride Command, which is a super, super useful tool. Um you know, for anyone of any riding level, but tell us what your day to day is. Yeah, uh, I could probably uh, Matt, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, really, my my role within Polaris is to to really help drive. You know, what what ride command can be. You know, figuring out how we we go about. You know, within the company, solving the things that we want to for our users, giving them the best experiences. So I work kind of with throughout the company figuring out how those, you know, plans are actually going to, you know, be adopted within Polaris, how we actually get the work done. Um, you know, and Joe's a huge part of that in, in actually designing, you know, from a product design perspective, how those experiences should be, how, you know, our riders will interact with them and everything. So the two of us, you know, we spend most of our day, you know, exactly on that, you know, looking at what are the, the next things we want to build um, and, and how we go accomplish doing that. And Joe, you can certainly fill in some more details on your side. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, the analogy I like to use for first, first of all, Matt and I work together like pretty much constantly. Um, me and my team, we write songs, if you will. We've, uh, we've designed all the ride command features for in the display on the app and the website. Um, my team basically does the digital product design for all digital stuff. Um, and then Matt makes it actually happen. If you can imagine the you know, massive manufacturing company and the number of uh, threads you have to weave between different groups to get stuff to be realized, it's a heavy, heavy lift. So working with Matt, my team really gets to focus on what is it, what does it do, and how does it look? And we interact a lot with industrial design to make sure the aesthetic matches the vehicle. But you know, we get out and ride and do stuff like you guys do to figure out what what is the thing that would make riding better from a digital perspective. 
kind of bringing automotive grade uh, digital experiences to power sports. Very cool. And then Matt actually makes it happen. <laughs> Which is, that's a huge difference. Yeah, it's a big difference. So for, yeah. I just want to back up a little bit, guys. And why don't you explain to us what Ride Command is, kind of how long it's been around, how it got started, and sort of the, um, you know, you started talked about enhancing the rider's uh, experience and how it does that. So Yeah, I mean, it, it really kind of started um, quite a while ago, actually. I'll, I'll give a, a little bit of history, and Joe, you can certainly jump in here as well. Um, it, it originally started almost like back in 2011, you know, thinking about how do we remove some barriers for people to riding or, you know, who might be interested in, you know, uh, buying an off-road vehicle, but they have no idea where to use it. So it kind of started in some of those roots is like, let, let's give people a digital way and, and build out an app that shows them like where are cool trails to ride. Um, so that was kind of the roots If you know, some, some people remember way back, we uh, used to call it Rider X. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it started there, um, got a really big following, you know, especially amongst snowmobilers. Um, you know, and, and it just has evolved from there as we've done more and more and deeper integrations, you know, putting, you know, bigger and bigger displays now and more technology and deeper integrations with vehicles themselves and really building out that whole experience set around riding. Um, so yeah, we've, uh, you know, over time added more and, you know, when Joe came on board with the company, um, drove a lot of, you know, how that integrates with vehicles and, and really ramping up that side of it. Yeah, I think that's that's an important distinction too, because as Matt described, it really started as this uh, companion app to figure out where to ride and what to do. And we know some of the original episodes of uh, Destination Polaris had a lot of tie into Rider X. If you go back and look at your archives, um, no, even Joe, shared right. concepts. Yep. <laughs> yes, I do remember. I've been around yeah. long enough. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good stuff. Um, the I think the sort of shift is when I came in, just real quick, my background is automotive infotainment stuff. I actually did the Tesla Model S and Model X, and Polaris saw they weren't going to be able to really compete in the suspension horsepower space forever, and they saw the trend in automotive where the, the battle, if you will, really moved into the cockpit. Like, what is the cockpit or digital experience, and how do we – sort of accelerate the company in that direction. So I, I came on um, actually with the Silicon Valley office. We're in Sunnyvale, California, and I was able to pull uh, some design, some product designers from Apple and Tesla and Pinterest and Mercedes and stuff. Pretty, pretty fun team. And uh, we took on what would you do in power sports to make it awesome on the vehicle? Um, and then we started tying in this notion of connected where the vehicle display, which we labeled ride command, how does that tie to the app, which we then rebranded as ride command. And then we built out this website called, which we also called ride command to sort of tie the three together. So it's really just three different screens that you're experiencing, you know, the planning a ride, maybe on the website, maybe on the app, finding where the trails are on those things, anticipating the ride you're going to do next weekend. And then when you get to the vehicle, you can log in there and all that ride work that you did planning is right there ready. And we have group rides. You can see where all your friends are while you're riding out on the trail. And then when you're done, 
You can open the app and associate all the photos you took with your ride and the website and be able to do a 3D flyover, sort of a, a full round trip of finding stuff, planning it, experiencing it on the vehicle, and then sharing it afterwards into sort of a viral social media thing. That whole thread, um, you know, it's now very, very unified and we're uh, doing more and more. Some stuff we probably can't talk about, but we'll hint about. Um, <laughs> we're just starting, put it that way. Joe, we're going to demand that you talk about top secret stuff on this show. That's really what, you know, where we're at now is it's not about like technology for technology's sake, right? Nobody wants to sit there and troubleshoot, you know, problems when they're getting ready for a ride. So it, it's really about how do we leverage technologies that are out there or things that are out there to to make the best riding experiences so people can have a you know a confident safe enjoyable um ride every time they go which really allows them to to get the most fun out of it you know if they know where they're going they know where all the people are in their group um, they had a good plan for the day you know they've found the best location that has all the things they want to be able to go see uh, you know, it's really what it's all about is, you know, leveraging the the different things that we can do to make sure that when people go out and ride, which they don't get to do nearly as much as they probably want to, that they have the most fun and the most confidence in, you know, doing that. I, I, I completely get what you guys are saying, because when we had Greg on from from Rugged and we talked about the communications amplifying your experience and this is sort of along the same lines as having that technology to whether it is to make you feel a little more comfortable about where you're going being able to share it with other people all of those things that you guys are talking about are all those in the cockpit sort of experiences well and i feel like you know obviously this was kind of created to to break those barriers of entry to make people less intimidated to get out there or first timers or people who, you know, maybe you're just riding in a new place. But what I've seen out there in the field is that seasoned veterans love using it just as much as, you know, the new riders. Do you guys get kind of the same feedback or is it heavily one group over the other? Definitely. I mean, it's some of the things really just dramatically change riding. I think that probably the best example of that is group ride where you can go now and Riding used to be staying relatively close to a person in front so you can at least see their dust. And when you come to a trail junction, everybody kind of has to stop and make sure you stick with each other. Group ride lets you go as fast as you want and get way far ahead and stay far back out of people's dust. Or if you're out in the snow, you don't, you can just ride freely into a valley of cross a canyon, whatever you want to do. And you'll be able to just glance down and see where everybody else is on the map and see where their tracks are. So not only can you see where they are, but you can see how they got where they are. Um, and those things just dramatically have changed riding and changed the anxiety of riding with a group and being able to just be free out there and not really worry about the tracking and losing people and stuff like that's an absolute game changer. Absolutely. Can you guys walk us through kind of, you mentioned you, you might search for a ride on the website and then you might, you know, put it on your phone or on the app and then how did, how does someone do that when they want to create their own ride for their weekend with their friends? 
Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of couple of ways that you can kind of enter doing that. You know, first off, we have a, a huge set of you know just curated trail data. Um, you know, of all as many of the you know legal like riding areas and trails and stuff out there, we have a team that's continuously working on that, working you know with uh, local clubs and everything too to to collect and maintain that information to to put it out there. So that's one way you can go, you know, just browse the map, find trails that are near you or trails that are that are interesting. We are constantly adding more and more content to that map to give you the information you need. Uh, we also recently launched a community feature uh, that allows anybody to take the, the ride they did, the ride they're planning, an event they're planning, you know, really cool waypoints or overlooks or places to stop on the trail and just post those to the community. So you can go either on the app or the website find any of that awesome content that people are sharing and then be able to actually you know save that to your own account and then put that right on your vehicle so you can go ride it so it's really like a before during and after experience it's not exactly it's not just while mm-hmm. you're out there it's it's planning it's sharing but then afterwards being able to review where you went because that's super fun too when you get done with like a big ride i mean it's kind of like if you go out for a run like you can't go out for a run without tracking how far you went you know and how fast you went so that's part of the whole experience as well as afterwards kind of reviewing what you did. Yeah. And that's the one thing we say, you know, riding doesn't start when you get in the vehicle and turn the key. It starts, you know, when you're planning on when you get to go next and where you're going to go and what's a cool place and who's going to come with and what food are you going to have? And, you know, all of those different pieces are all things that we want to make just really easy, um, you know, and be able to do that. And then of course, like you mentioned, you know, being able to share that afterwards, which Joe mentioned a little earlier, our, you know, like 3D flyover and post-ride summary. So for every tracked ride you do, you can go back and watch in 3D the train you went, you know, the path that you took. You can post those photos in there and show those, you know, right in the location where you took them and then share that out to anybody and even then post that back to the community. Very cool. Now, does not every single machine has ride command. Do you have to have ride command in the vehicle or can you run this right from your phone? Yeah, I mean, we try to make as many of the features available in as many places as makes sense. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you get the best experience, you know, obviously having more of the pieces of the puzzle between app web and, you know, in vehicle um, as possible. So you can definitely use it, though, you know, just on the app, um, you know, and using something like group ride, as long as you have cellular connectivity, you can participate in group rides, all of the like planning pieces and tracking you can do right from the app. Having that though in the vehicle just makes it easier where you can, you know, once you've planned everything out and you're ready to go, you just get in your vehicle and go and you don't have to worry as much about starting to track from the app or anything like that. So it makes that experience just much better, allows you to spend more of your time just focusing on riding versus getting everything ready. And, you know, everybody else is half a mile down the trail already. And you're saying, hold on a minute, I'm not done setting it up. Joe's already five miles down the trail. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. Um, Funny thing is, that is very accurate. (laughs) Yeah, we won't won't get into that. I I tend to be a hot foot. Um, (laughs) An important point on that, though, how we've tried, we've worked very, very hard to make that transition seamless and there's a lot of on vehicle stuff that works better than a phone so if you do have the ride command display in the vehicle that also comes with what we call v2v which is the vehicle to vehicle radio group ride system so if you're outside of cellular coverage and imagine people riding where there's no cellular coverage like that sounds crazy 
Oh, it happens a lot, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's, I'm, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the majority of writing really happens outside of cellular coverage. So if in a lot of areas, it does work really well with the phone and the vehicle. Also, if you uh, tether the vehicle to your phone's Internet connection, you have all the exact same stuff. And somebody using just a phone, maybe on a competitive vehicle or a, a one of the player's vehicles without a without the ride command unit, you can see them on the display and all that stuff works. But if you have the vehicles with ride command, they have a backup, seamless backup radio system that even when you get way out in the boonies, out of cellular coverage, you can still see each other on the map and still track each other on the map because the vehicles are talking to each other with a, uh, what's called a LoRa, L-A-R-A, radio system to back up that connectivity when you don't have the internet available to synchronize in the cloud. Very cool. Is that a a newer feature with Ride Command? Um, It came out, I'm I'm really bad at when stuff actually hits the screen. We're we're working on things like- I know, right. I know. I joke with people players uh, about that all the time. I was like, by the time something, you're like, I don't even remember. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, We did that years ago. First available on uh, model year 2020. Yeah, it was 2020 vehicles uh, model year, but we do we do also offer a kit that is compatible back to model year 2019. So this is fairly yeah. recent. This this technology of the vehicles being able to stay in contact with one another, relatively. Yeah, and we also have the brand Trail Tech, which is a, another Players property. You'd freak out if you understood how many things Players actually owns. <laughs> um, and so the the Trail Tech Voyager Pro. Um, also has that V2V radio technology. So you can buy that product, which is a standalone display that you use a RAM mount and put on a, any vehicle. And that has that radio system in it as well. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. One other thing we recently added to that, you know, vehicle to vehicle functionality is the ability to do messaging across it as well. So it's not just locations, but now you can send messages to other people in your group, um, you know, which is a, an awesome feature just to be able to. You know, somebody stopped on the trail. Now with group ride, you can see that they're stopped. So you're kind of sitting there, you know, waiting for them. To, are they moving again? Are they moving again? Well, now you can just send messages back and forth. They say, hey, stopped for a minute or, you know, maybe something's wrong. It's just really easy to blast out those messages to the group. Changes the entire experience. Yeah. Honestly. And that works completely off the grid too. No cellular service needed. What do you yeah. get the most feedback on for like people's favorite feature of Ride Command? Ooh. Group, group rides probably the number one just in terms of game changer but i think just the mapping and the trail stuff you know the the majority of people leave the display on the map screen um and so being able to see where you are in relation to a trail or in relation to other train uh, any waypoints that you've saved or points of interest that the display is showing being able to navigate to them and away from them those are kind of I mean, they're essentially table stakes in any vehicle, um, but we also have pretty wicked tie-ins to music stuff. You know, we have a lot of like the Rockford Fosgate edition, and uh, there's other ones like that coming that I can't mention. Um, <laughs> Dang it, we almost have. Almost, we were so <laughs> close. <laughs> well, the media stuff's pretty huge. Um, you know, it obviously connects to your phone and plays Bluetooth and all that. Um, and then we also introduced configurable gauge screens so people are able to set up the gauges when they want to just see their instruments like any way they want it's totally 
pretty much infinitely configurable. So a lot of people tweak those to be the way they like it. But I think the, the super killer feature right now is mapping and the group ride stuff. You think, did I miss anything there, Matt? You think there's anything else that's in that sphere of heat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's right on, you know, because those are the ones that, you know, we've been able to put out there that, like you said earlier, really change the way you ride fundamentally to make it just that much better. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's certainly more to come. You know, we're, <laughs> we're not uh, anywhere near uh, where we want to be with this whole system. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, those are the ones right now that I, that I would agree are you know just huge benefits and, and really help the overall experience. And I think to I'll throw a hint for fun and Matt. <laughs> I knew we'd get it. I, I know. I'm far. like I'm just gonna wait this <laughs> one out. Joe's, Joe's too excited about the show. He's gonna let us on something. <laughs> well, this you guys gotta understand coming from automotive, being and I, I love power sports. I'm an absolute power sports guy. That's how they hook me so easily. Um, these use cases, the things that we're designing are just so much more interesting to how do you have a car drive itself in a commuter lane to get to work? You know, who cares? This is how do you show, like we designed the dynamics system. So how do you show a user what their suspension is doing at speed in the desert? And how do you notify them that they're airborne? And if you've seen the O, I don't know if you can insert a beep, but I'm going to give the opportunity. <laughs> we actually market what we call the oh shit button. So throw, throw the beep in there, please, in post-production. <laughs> but, um, you know, being able to design a feature where the suspension is reacting to you driving and how do you visualize that to both be interesting while you're riding and interesting in the showroom to make the vehicle more compelling just the stuff that we're working on is just so much more fun and interesting than what you get to work on in the automotive space. So, you know, I stopped working six years ago, basically. That's why I'm so excited to be able to talk about it. I think what's exciting for us is now we're working with you guys and sharing the places that Destination Polaris is going on the rides. Matt, maybe you can talk about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're working on getting some of the the content, you know, from the Destination Polaris show, you know, cool rides that um, you guys have done or, you know, places that you visit, you know, and getting all of that on the, the maps right within Ride Command. So if people are looking for all that content, you know, they can go to that community and, and you know, just look those things up and be able to find them easily and even, you know, put some of those waypoints and all that stuff right onto their Ride Command display so they can go ride and find them. That's awesome. That's awesome because that is... It, we get a lot of questions, but some of the top questions we get is, is where I want to go where you guys ride or, or where do you guys go? ride? Could you tell me exactly where that lake or that mine or that Vista or whatever that is? And I was like, well, you know, if you parked here and you went there, <laughs> but uh, you don't have Take to do, left at the red yes, barn. Yes, yes. yes. You <laughs> don't yeah. have to do that anymore. You could just yep. go to the ride command app our site and, uh, you know, go to the group page and look up Destination Blairs and find out where we've been going, what we've yeah. done. Yep, so we'll be launching that fairly soon and get that out there so people can go go look that up. Nice. That's so cool. They're going to chase us down, I know. It. <laughs> <laughs> it leverages some really cool community features to go to go a click deeper on that. We have a thing called collections where you can take a group of waypoints and tracks and even areas you can define if you know this is the area where we're going. 
and put those all in a collection, give it a name, and that's something that you can share and it produces an individual web link where you can, on whatever website, your Facebook group or the Destination Players website, you can publish that link saying, hey, here's the stuff you need. Um, and you click on that and it opens Ride Command, either the app or the website, and shows you in context, in you know geospatial format in the, in the uh, map page, all those different things. And you can save those directly to your account and then if you go to the vehicle and log in on the vehicle with a tethered phone, just a data connection, all that stuff is right there. So, you you know, and you can say, all right, I want to go to this parking spot from wherever you are in the desert. And it'll actually get you to that exact spot as shown on the show with the photos of that are in that collection from the show. It's very, very rich experience that we think people are going to really love. Matt has all the details. I gave it to him all. (laughs) (laughs) The more the better. Right, right. And just to be clear, this is offered on what machines or what machines will this work on? Yeah, right now it's a it's a mix of certain you know, models of Razor, General, and Ranger in the off-road space. Um, then also some snowmobiles, including Indy, uh, Switchback, RMK. Um, so a few different various, various sorry, few different models um, on the off-road side. It also is on on-road, so we do have it on some Indian motorcycles and slingshots as well. Awesome. Yeah, I'm it can be it. added. I was going to say it couldn't be added as an accessory to uh, other you know models if you if you do have one you know 2020 or above you can buy that accessory kit and be able to add you know a seven inch ride command display to those vehicles as well i am seeing it more and more on more of our rides yeah just you know the last especially the last few years as you show up and you guys hey you guys want to do this one with the ride command ride yeah let's do it you know and just it, it feels like it's not just like a oh they had we have one vehicle with right today no all of them have it it's gonna become a normalcy yeah or something that's expected i mean why wouldn't i mean it just changes the experience so much it It does and and so much of you know just you think about people's lives these days and the technology that they're surrounded with you know it, it comes as more and more of an expectation and that's something that we not only want to meet but you know far exceed what you can do with a you know a ride command ecosystem like this to make your ride just awesome so funny there's it's such tip of the iceberg right now it's almost painful i want to tell all i know i was just gonna say you guys sound so excited like i i'm getting excited just listening to you guys talk because it sounds like there are so many more capabilities that you're just kind of scratching the surface yeah well we've both been into technology and power sports for more years than we can remember so these are like like joe said we we quit working a long time ago when we got to start doing this now uh Polaris usually rolls out a new lineup of machines, uh, typically in in August. When might, without you guys telling too many secrets, when might we start to see some new features, additions, things on Ride Command? Just to to chime in there, all of the software is built to be uh, updatable over the air. Cool. Which is very important. And that's, that's actually probably the number one feature of Ride Command. That if you buy one today, we're going to keep adding stuff just like if you, you know, you buy an iPhone and all the apps on it keep updating and we've already added quite a lot of features since the initial launch, like the group ride messaging that Matt mentioned, that wasn't there originally. We added it later. Um, 
whole bunch of things we've done on maps, like points of interest or things that came in later. There is a very deep backlog of features that we have discussed and designed and many of which are built and are being tested, but we'll roll those out continuously over time on the app and the website and the vehicle display. Um, and I and here's the actual hint I'll give. You can imagine that as you see an automotive, vehicles become more and more connected where the seamlessness of being able to get those sort of downloads and update things become less and less a task for a user to think about. We're headed that way, kind of in automotive, where the vehicles will be more and more connected and uh, all of this becomes more and more seamless and expected as you see an automotive. So is that, I don't know if that's too much hint, Matt. I, I wrote I mean. it all down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wrote it all down, Joe, and I'm going to hold you to it. I have a question for both of you guys. You guys can answer independently. Where is a place that you guys have always wanted to ride that you haven't gone yet? Uh, there's so many. Um, I would say one for me right now. I still, even working for Polaris as long as I have, have never been down to Glamis. So that one would probably be there. Um, I know even oh near God, there. We can fix that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can drive He's there. He's already got it mapped. Bring a vehicle with done. you. We're done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but one of the recent episodes you get, you guys did about kind of the area around like North Glamis and up that direction. There are some amazing things around that way too. And even, you know, just a lot of the things in Southern Utah, I've never been riding there as well. So those would probably be some of the tops for me. Fan Ooh. favorites. Yes. Yeah. And that's a hard one for me. I, you know what? I never, I have never done one of those huge mud events. <laughs> that might be crazy insane to go up one of those, those super tall vehicles that oh, go yeah. and handle the nasty mud. That I've never done that. We just built one of those down in Texas and rode. I, that was my first mud ride, and it is a totally different experience, let me tell you. But definitely so something a, that did, needs to be done. Did you feel dirty afterwards? <laughs> I was a little muddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Yeah, see, I've, I've been riding with Joe like out west where, you know, he freaks me out like going through the desert at, you know, speeds that feel like they uh, couldn't be achieved. But uh, I got to get Joe somewhere and cover him head to toe in mud, you know, buried in. Well, Alexa, I'm feeling like we need to get Joe <laughs> and Matt out here on a ride, maybe. Yeah. Uh, as we as we plan. So I was, you know, thinking like, okay, if they got some cool place they haven't been, maybe we need to take them or something. Right. Like that, right? No, that's a great idea. You know? Next yeah, season, what do you guys absolutely think? Absolutely love it. Yeah. Absolutely love California. the idea. Yep. I love it when people say the word season living in California. What does that actually mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually very true. The desert is the opposite season. And when we're dealing with snowmobiles, there's quite obvious seasons we have to deal with. But in the motorcycle side of the business, people, they talk about riding season. I'm like, what? What's that? Yeah, what is that? It's very true because people, people ask us when we do a lot of our filming. And I was like, well, we don't do hardly any filming in the summertime. And they're like, what? And I'm like, well, it's too hot out west. Yeah. It's, it's too muggy down in the south and it's too buggy up north. So we just sort of, <laughs> we just sort of chill and wait hang out. Wait for it to cool down. We wait for it to cool down. And then September, October, those two months are just fantastic. You're, you still have a decent amount of sunlight during the days. Um, it might be a little chilly in the morning, but typically, you know, it's still in your 70s or whatnot. And it's just not too hot. It's just, and everyone's gone back to school. 
Right. And so that the, the trails are, are pretty empty. And so that's when we do a bulk of our, our filming is, is, is uh, September, October and a little bit into November. And then we head out West <laughs> as soon as uh, the new year hits. And then it's all out West. There we that go. Is their season for sure. You can survive the desert in the winter. Otherwise, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No dice. No, thank you. But no dice. all other times we're down. Well, guys, thanks so much for uh, joining us today and, and really giving us some insight onto how Ride Command works, some of the features, and and really the it, it, more than anything, just the enjoyment that yeah, people the experience. are the experience and the enjoyment that people are are finding that they get from using Ride Command. Yeah, absolutely. For and, and I would just mentioned too, you know, we absolutely love feedback from riders. So you know. Go onto the website. There's several channels you can give us feedback. We love to hear what people think, you know, things that they want to see. Uh, we read all of that stuff. <laughs> so definitely give us feedback. Awesome. You know, and, I, and I feel because I know that the whole team's going to be listening to this. I want to make sure we shout out, you know, myself, my team, we get to design a lot of this, but it's heavily in conjunction with a vast number of people at Players. Um, there's a lot of really good software engineers, really good electronics engineers, obviously all the uh, electrical and mechanical systems on the vehicle. The number of people involved in making this real is mind blowing. And they're all really skilled and all love it as much as we do. It's a very fun place to work. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, tell them thanks. <laughs> because it's true. It's like the experiences we've had. I was like, this is cool. This is cool. And we don't get enough time with it. Right. I feel like, you know, we're out there working and filming and I'm not really sitting in the in the seat, you know, punching all the buttons and seeing all the features and stuff like that. Because we're just like, okay, let's get to the next spot. Right. Sort of deal. So I wish one time I had it just could sit for a couple of days and go riding and, and spend more time doing that. Yeah. And definitely like the after. I mm -hmm. like that. That's so cool. Like I said, just being able to see where you went and then being able to share that experience is pretty special. Well, keep it up, guys. You guys are doing a great job. Thank you. Yep. Thank, Thank you. You, you too. <laughs> like I one. said, love, love your show. And every time I watch it, I'm like, ah, gotta go, gotta go, gotta get out there. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Those guys are really cool. Yeah. They're so excited. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, and when Joe's tracked me down a few times, he's, he's like, just, just like, dude, I love the show, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so fun when you talk to people who work on stuff that they truly, truly love and are passionate about. I feel like that's a lot of kind of the off-roading and power sports industries, but it's really fun. Very much fun. So if you haven't tried Ride Command yet or you've got somebody that has Ride Command, give it a go, give it a try, check out some of the features. It does really sort of make the, the ride even that much better. 100%. 100%. Well, until next time, I right? mean, we've got a ton of exciting stuff coming up on the next episode. Top secret, of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, what you will be hearing is about some of the plans coming up mm. for season 13. Yeah. And I would say some of the Polaris vehicles that will be coming in down the pipe pretty soon for 2022 so those so are nothing two, really exciting no it's nothing really exciting <laughs> nothing really exciting new vehicles and new destinations are uh on tap for the next few ep uh, podcast episodes i can't wait to hear about it myself personally and we can't wait to share it in the meantime be sure to check us out on social media at destination polaris facebook instagram all the fun places thanks again we'll see you next time <laughs>